and welcome back to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird, because you never know what you're going to find in the woods. I am Chesney. And I'm Sandy. Welcome to the actual episode 30. Yeah, we tricked you, lol. <laughs> <laughs> we totally meant to do that. Um, so, this week... We're talking about our good old pal Satan. Kinda. Yeah. So you're just gonna jump right in? You didn't want to give No, updates. I just wanted to make a shout out to Satan. You know what? Fair enough. Thank you, Satan. <laughs> Ironically, every time Sandy and I talk about Satan or the devil on the podcast, those are our episodes that do the best. So yeah. we figured, well, we could use a boost and We listen. figured <laughs> Satan has cursed our podcast and... Is it a curse more we or want? a blessing in disguise? <laughs> or a curse in disguise. Oh, oh sure. God, there's children screaming outside the window. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so you know how I work at that uh, children's clothing store? Yeah. Okay, so I was hanging clothes, and I saw this shirt, and the way, like, I was going to hang it on the rack, and so I caught, like, a really weird glimpse of it. So it said, I am fluent in emo. And I was like, what? But then I read the rest and it said emoji. And I was like, well, that makes sense for why there's a bunch of heart emojis on the shirt. Okay, but if this was 2006, it would have said, I am fluent fluent in emo. emo. (laughs) And then there was another one that said, my dad makes me so mad. LOL. And it had like a bunch of laughing emojis on it. And I'm like, this is so weird. Every time my dad makes me mad, I'm I not don't la- laugh. Yeah, I'm not like, ah, LOL, my dad makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> what is with children's fashion? <laughs> like, all of the... So, like, I, I work at a gently used children's clothing store, so people will come in and will buy, like, their used clothing. Mm-hmm. So, we basically will buy anything that has an emoji on it, or a <gasps> oh unicorn, or a mermaid, or Peppa Pig. <laughs> Oh, Peppa Pig. I love Peppa Pig, man. She's so sassy. Peppa Pig. Boink, boink. <laughs> oh, that's just in with the kids these days. It and this is. other lady came up to me. She's like, do you know if children still like Hello Kitty? And I was like, I don't know. By a child, do you mean 14-year-old Chesney? Yes. Oh, you used to have those Hello Kitty t-shirts. I had so many of them. <laughs> And then one time I was wearing a Hello Kitty shirt and this guy in our class... I was just about to mention that. <laughs> ...came up to us and was just like, meow. And you had a crush on him during that time. Probably, yeah, I think I did. Yeah. It was like grade nine or something. Yeah, and you were like, he just came up to me and meowed. Is it because I have a cat on my shirt? That was so weird. Oh, Loki, that was so weird, man. So, shouts out to the guy in grade nine. You know who you are. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I highly doubt he listens to us, but... Well, whatever, he's missing out. Mm-hmm. Maybe you shouldn't meow at random girls in your class, you weirdo. <laughs> like, I wasn't the one who was being weird. <laughs> Actually, he was really weird. He wore shorts in winter. I thought you were just gonna end it there. <laughs> he wore shorts. No, even worse. He wore them in the winter time. Yeah, I know he did. And do you remember, like, when, because his parents were like, wow, you've made such good grades, here's a brand new car. What? Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, and then, like, in grade 10, he pulls up in, like, this, like, Chevy Camaro. Ew. Yeah. I, I hate him. And, like, it was, like, yellow. It was, like, the really yeah. cliche yellow. Okay, everyone with the, knows who with we're the, talking about Yeah, now. with the black stripes <laughs> and... He's like, oh yeah, like my parents gave it to me because I did so well. And I'm like, really? My parents wouldn't even be like, good job. They'd be like, good. I didn't get rewards for getting good grades. It was expected of me yeah, to get good grades. It was like, you could do better. Yeah. You got good grades. Uh, that's what you're supposed to be doing. You got good grades when I was your age. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, now every... Well, I mean, not that our whole school is listening to oh, us. Oh, I hope they are. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> like, 
I don't think I spoke to anybody outside of our friend group until my last semester of high school. I mean, everyone knew who we were. I think we were, like, looking back, I'm like, you know, we did some really weird stuff. Totally. And, like, unironic, or, like, no, I don't want to say unironically, or, like, we didn't do it to be weird. It just happened. Mm -hmm. Like, do you remember that one time in gym class when someone was trying to take the ball out of your hands? That was literally the first day of gym in grade nine. (laughs) And And that was the same guy. the same guy, and then he was dragging you along because you didn't want to let go of the ball. I was like, I'm gonna be sporty. <laughs> just like, no, I get on this. You across the and then I realized what I was doing. I'm like, I'm not sporty. And I'm like, I'm the ball. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I don't want to win. I don't want people to pay attention to me. They'll, they'll like ask me to join sport teams or something. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah, that all flashed in my mind in the, like three seconds. At this I remember. That happened. That's so funny. That was funny. Oh my god, who were we? Yeah. I remember how you um, always wore out your gym shoes and you wore your winter boots. That was one time. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I forgot my gym shoes. And yeah, I had to wear my winter boots. And I remember I was doing jumping jacks when that one guy <laughs> who had a crush on me walked by. And the other guy was like, or his friend said, hey, I heard you like Sandy. And then the guy who did have a crush on me, he's like, what are you talking about? And there I was doing jumping jacks oh with my, my winter boots. Oh my god, like <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, yeah. Just an FYI to any listeners out there, we did not have a really nice <laughs> selection of men to have crushes on in high school. <laughs> we really didn't. <laughs> it was very weak. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was awful. It was it was a time, definitely. Yeah, I think that's why pretty much none of us dated in high school. There was not really much selection. I mean, not that anyone really wanted to date us in the first place. No, I think they did. So yeah, how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> now every now like my mom listens to this, so now my mom knows that I had a crush on boys in high school. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> they used to bug me. They were like. You have crushes on people? I think they thought that I was a lesbian. <laughs> or something. In reality, I just didn't want to talk about it. I mean, it's fair. Oh, yeah. So, I'm getting my wisdom teeth removed. Oh, my gosh. And it's ironic because I feel like everyone lately is getting their wisdom teeth We're removed. We're at that age. Well, like, okay, so my coworker just got hers done today. Ooh. And then, uh... Grace from What's Blood Got to Do With It. She's getting hers done. Oh, yeah. And I was like, my turn. Except, okay, so mine was growing in about a year ago. But it didn't hurt. And it wasn't annoying me. So I was like, great. Don't have to worry about it. But this week, it was like, haha, surprise, bitch. Oh, that's awful. And it started growing in sideways. So now, like, instead of, like, it growing up, it's, like, going that way. So it hurts. And, like, it hurts a lot. I have to... As soon as it starts hurting even a little bit, I have to take a pill or else, like, my head will start hurting and I'm going to have to, like, sleep for the rest of my life. So die. But a better version of death. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So I have an appointment on Monday and then I'm going to see what they tell me. And I felt really bad because I went up to my manager and I'm like, I have to get my wisdom teeth done. And she laughed at me because my other coworker Mm -hmm. is getting hers done. And I was like, please don't be bad. Don't fire me. I mean, she's just like, you know what? Like, you just started. You're still basically training. It's fine. Like, if you miss some days. Yeah. So that was good. So that's been my week. I've been in pain all week. How about you? Today? Okay. So I was going to this, like, I was teaching, like, middle to, well, like, grade 7 to 12 today. And I was like... Because lots of times those age groups, like, they're just super sassy and don't want to do their work and, like, really moody and mean. Been there. And I was like, I don't want to deal with that today. Like, I'm so exhausted. I had a long week. Not really. I'm just so tired. I had a long week. It's (laughs) Friday. I don't want to deal with that. But surprisingly, they're all, like, really good. That's good. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Maybe was... they could feel your negative vibes. 
They're like, oh man, this girl is not messing around today. <laughs> but no, I had a good time. They were, they were pretty good. They worked. I was like, wow, why are these kids working? Stop working! <laughs> like literally, <laughs> I was like, guys, come back to class and stop working so we can like do something fun. It's Friday. Like, what are you <laughs> That's <doing>? funny. <laughs> so yeah. You know, there was a time when you and I kind of stopped talking for a while, and I don't want to say our, our friendship was strained, because I don't think it was. I just think we were kind of drifting, and yeah. it was during this time when we were both dating shitty guys. You're so right. Yeah, like, I was dating a shitty dude, you were dating a shitty dude, and then, like, as soon as I broke up with this shitty dude, I was like, hey, I miss my friend, but you were still dating this shitty dude. Yeah. But then you broke up with him, and we were inseparable again. Yeah. So basically, moral of the story is don't date shitty dudes. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. Don't date sh- shitty dudes. Don't date shitty dudes. And once you realize he's shitty, like, end it. Like, I should have ended that relationship, like, three months in. Oh, same! Because it was after three months when, like, he told me, he's like, I just don't think anyone else will ever love you. And, like, you should think that'd be a red flag. But I was 16, and I didn't know. Mm P.S.A. Yeah. From Sandy and Chasnay. Just a little FYI, uh, don't date shitty dudes. Yeah, and, like, we were both really, like, our relationship to, or... Yeah, our relationships took a lot out of us, so. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I forgot. I also forgot that I dated someone, but he was a shitty guy, so. Oh, yeah, we did date some people in <laughs> high school. <laughs> yeah. But Do you have any shitty dude stories? Please let, us, let know. us know. Email us. Let's bond over this. Yeah, let's bond over shitty guys. Yeah, let's talk about the terrible mistakes we've made in our lives. <laughs> And Satan. And Satan. (laughs) Satan's been there for us from the start. You know what? He probably wouldn't want us to date shitty guys either. Not even he likes the shitty dudes. No. You know what? I personally don't think Satan's a shitty guy anyway, so I think... Me neither. I think he knows. Yeah. He knows. Mm Wow. Wow. So yeah, if you want to talk to us about shitty dudes, uh, life experiences, and Satan, please send us an inbox message. Please? Yeah. We'll leave our email at the end of the pods. You have to listen all the way to the end for that. (laughs) And I know you're itching to tell us about your shitty relationship. Oh, yeah. But you you should have ended. Oh, by the way. Before you did. Yes. To our wonderful listeners, please make sure you go to iTunes and leave us a oh, yeah. nice written review. If you hate us, though, you can re- leave us a mean written review. We haven't gotten really any hate mail other than from your sister, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she did tell me she wanted to give us hate mail. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of things people could say about us, and I'm okay with that. It doesn't bug Our ex-boyfriends. Yeah, I've been through the ringer, so. (laughs) Sending us hate mail. Our ex-boyfriends are sending us hate mail? That would be so funny. That would make such good content. You know what? Patreon exclusive, (laughs) we read the hate mail our ex-boyfriends send to us. Yes. Please. (laughs) I wish I could make that happen, but I'm not going to go out of my way to make that happen. I know we haven't talked in like I guess me and my ex wife like in like four years, but I need you to really think back on why you hate me and send me hate mail. <laughs> Please, can you just write the most awful things you can think about me? Like just in think back out of all the shitty things you said to me when we were dating. Yeah, write them in a letter and send it to us because we need better content. Yes. <laughs> I always wonder, I'm like, oh man, what if, like, he stumbles onto this podcast and listens? I think that I've had ex-friends who have listened to this. Have you? I think so. Like, were they mutual friends? Or, like, do I know who them? Possibly. They know who they are. I th- I think they stopped listening a long time ago. But just based on our stats, I was like... Really? The only person I know that lives here is this person. Hmm. Okay, tell me later. <laughs> yeah, of course. 
I don't want to call them out. So. Just in case they do listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope you enjoy our content. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah. So. Anyway, Satan. Great. Yeah, so, um. <laughs> I don't know anything else to really mention this week. I wonder if people like our banter. Do you guys like our banter? Please let us know. <laughs> they fucking hate us. We are trash. Do you guys hate us? <laughs> you can tell us. It's fine. Yeah, that's okay. I don't mind. Hate is gonna hate. <laughs> <sighs> Alright. Do you want to hear some story Stories? I guess it's more than one, kind of. Yeah, let's okay. do this. All right. So today, I'm going to talk about something that uh, Shazne and I actually did in uh, grade nine. So um, What? I'm talking about making deals with the <gasps> devil. Oh, yeah! Oh, this is like a throwback I Thursday know. episode. Uh, do you remember when we Friday. sold our soul to him for 49 cents? Pennies existed back then! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay, to our American listeners. Yeah, we don't have pennies. Oh my god, that reminds me. Last night I had a dream that someone gave me three pennies. I think this means something. This is a sign. I think it is. Oh my goodness. But yeah, our American listeners, uh, Canada outlawed pennies. Outlawed? <laughs> yeah, if you're caught with one, you you're got your head to... chopped off. <laughs> yeah, off with your head. You're going head. to death row. <laughs> um... But yeah, but like quite a few years ago, like six years ago, seven years ago. Oh my ago, god, yeah. We were in high school, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we to the point where <laughs> I was teaching this class this year and they were doing this one story called Penny in the Dust, where it talks about like this kid who got a penny from her father and her father died and she had to go find, and she lost the penny and had to find the penny and stuff like that. And then I read it all to them. And then um, I gave them their questions to do, whatever. And then I was like, wait. You guys know what pennies are, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they do. They're like, they're, I guess they were grade 11. Oh so. my god, grade 11, yeah, they know what pennies are. But still, if you were asking, like, kindergartners, I'd be like, yeah, like, chill, they probably don't know. You guys don't know what pennies are, right? Like, I'm not that old. I'm like, we've been seven years. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, but yeah, we sold our soul to Satan, and uh, we got our, one of the teaching assistants to sign as a witness, and she did without question. Yeah, she just did it. Yeah, we're like, hey, can you sign this? And she goes, oh, as witness? Yeah. And then she pulled out a pen and signed it. So. <laughs> she also spat in our pancakes at camp. Oh. <laughs> uh, we should just start a podcast about high school. Oh my god, all the stories. Uh, we have great stories. Can we bring on our, like, ex-friends, too? <gasps> yes. I now, guess. that is some hate mail I want. That particular person who we know, I want her to send us hate mail. Because I want to know why she hated us so much. I mean, okay, I'd like, because she cut off ties with you before, I mean, she didn't even cut ties with me, I cut ties with her. Yeah. And this was way after all that happened with you guys. And then we still hung out, uh, and we still, like, yeah, we'd go on, like, coffee dates, or, like, we'd go out for brunch or whatever, but there came a point where I was like, okay, I don't see this friendship going. Like, I just personally didn't feel appreciated by her. Mm -hmm. But anyways, long story short, yeah, I don't, like, I mean, I kind of cut ties with her without really telling her anything, so, like, I am curious to know what her thoughts are on that. On everything. Though I, I do kind of still hear things from people that hang out with her. Oh, um, they never tell me things. We'll, I want the tea. We'll, we'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> Can't talk about it on the podcast, sadly enough. We'll write a book someday. Patreon no, we exclusive. We write a book about our shitty friends from high school. Sure. Okay. I feel like we only had, like, shitty friends. We had one. We had, like, one or two. One or two. Maybe three. But I could be making that up. I wouldn't even call them shitty. I would just say our relationship was misunderstood by each other. That's poetic. It was not mutual. Okay. Okay. Anyways, anyway, back to anyways, demons and Satan. Um, making a deal with Satan. Haha. So. <laughs> My favorite. 
Uh, sometimes making a deal with the devil isn't, like, just about making a deal with Satan. It could just be about making a deal with some powerful demon. And this deal t- typically involves the exchange of one's soul for fame, wealth, power, youth, and or exceptional skill in a certain area. So every celebrity in Hollywood. Yes. So... <laughs> The idea of making a deal with a darker and higher power is seen in a lot of cultures, especially those rooted in Christianity. You know, Christians love to talk about how you shouldn't make deals with Satan. And you know what? Maybe they have a point. I don't know. So it's believed that some people make these deals, uh, sell their soul to Satan, simply to express their devotion to the Dark Lord. So they're like, I'll sell you my soul because I'm devoted to you. Or like, just to recognize Satan as their master. Mm-hmm. However, while selling your soul to Satan for fame or money, which I know all of us have considered and Chasna and I have done. this is <laughs> It didn't work. <laughs> no, obviously it didn't because we're broke and miserable. But <laughs> he's like, ew, I don't want your emo soul. <laughs> your emo 14-year-old soul. Your emo piece of shit. <laughs> Anyways, so this is considered a dangerous exchange since Satan has been known not to hold his end of the bargain. And if he does, then you're met with eternal damnation. Uh, I mean, you're met with eternal damnation either way, but, like, in the end, like, this eternal torture doesn't really make the money, fame, or power worth it. In the end, it doesn't even matter. I mean, yeah, right, in the end, it doesn't even matter. (laughs) Uh, so great achievements have been credited to a pact with Satan, and there are some people who believe that many famous and wealthy individuals, not Chasney and Sandy, nope, nope, are only in that position because they made deals with Satan. So I'm going to talk about a few people who allegedly sold their soul. I believe it. The first one is, and I, I mean, I think this is pronounced Giuseppe. <laughs> yep. Giuseppe! Okay, so the first one is Giuseppe Tartini. Uh, So he was one of the people who made deals with Satan in exchange for better things. So Giuseppe was an Italian composer and violinist who lived from 1692 to 1770. Giuseppe was known to be short-tempered and to have a huge inferiority complex and would constantly compare his work to others. So... The anxiety of Giuseppe's work not being as great as other people eventually got to him. So he did what any rational person would do and locked himself in his room uh, for 12 hours straight, 12 hours a day, practicing his music. So during these seemingly endless hours, the devil appeared to him in a dream and claimed that he could make Giuseppe the most masterful violinist in the world in exchange for his soul. So Giuseppe wanted proof that Satan could make him into the best violinist ever before just giving up his soul. Mm-hmm. So Satan picked up the like uh, Giuseppe's violin and played the most breathtaking tune that Giuseppe had ever heard. When he woke up from his dream, he could still hear the song that Satan was playing, so he like hurriedly wrote it down. Yes. What? Keep going. Okay. Anyway, he wrote it down, uh, but the tune wasn't as great as Satan had played it. What? Uh, why are you looking at me like that? What? <laughs> I'm like self-conscious now. Satan's going to appear to me. Uh, so Giuseppe named the tune The Devil's Sonata and became his signature and best work. This tune was also what made him famous. However, Giuseppe claimed that uh, he was never able to play it the way that Satan had. At one point, Giuseppe supposedly said that compared to the devil's playing, and I quote, uh, so inferior to what I had heard that if I could have subsisted on other means, I would have broken my violin and abandoned music forever. So the devil gave him a tune that made him super famous. But Giuseppe could never play it the way that Satan could. So joke's on you, Giuseppe. Devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind, but he was way behind. He was looking to make a deal. Okay, 
I was also thinking about that when I was researching this. <laughs> that was Sandy and I's jam. Yeah, I don't even know why. It's I'm going to play that song at my wedding. I'm going to walk down the oh, aisle yeah. to that song. Oh, oh, yeah, it's being played at your wedding. <laughs> if I'm going to be there, it's going to be played. I'm pretty sure it's because, um, like, your dad liked that song. My dad loves that song. And that song's also my been, dad liked that song. Well, that song's also been translated. It's in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's why, because we were like, my dad loves that song. My I dad mean, I love that song. song. We love that song. And yeah, he picked up the vibe. Like and then I wondered, job. I'm like, I wonder if, like, that was, like, or if, yeah, if they were inspired by the story of Giuseppe to write that well, tune. it sounds very similar. Sounds, yeah. But who knows? the devil playing violin. Maybe the devil just likes to play violin. Totally possible. Anyways, so the next person to sell his soul is a man named Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson lived from 1911 to 1938. He was known as an American blues legend and even ranked fifth out of 100 on the Rolling Stones. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Rolling Stones list of greatest guitarists of all time. Mm. He spread the popularity of blues music and was credited with influencing other great musicians. Robert Johnson has been widely copied and admired by other blues artists and became seen as a god in the genre. And apparently he also made a deal with the Dark Lord. <laughs> so Robert apparently started out as not being good at playing guitar. He played all the time in high school, but people reported that he was just terrible at it. That's so funny. Yeah, so he was never able to make a name for himself. But suddenly, at 18 years old, <laughs> he exploded onto the scene out of nowhere and was super good at it. So that resulted in stories and legends about him having attained his fame through Satan. That's funny. Uh, so Robert didn't deny these rumors. Uh, he actually described how it happened. So here, let me tell you how it happened. So when he was 18 years old, he was so discouraged and so angry that he couldn't play guitar and that he wouldn't be able to achieve his dream of becoming a famous musician because he just sucked at it. So he claimed that in his depression, he went for a walk and he came at the strange crossroads. However, he had never seen these crossroads before. So suddenly emerged Satan and Satan offered him the mastery of the guitar in exchange for his soul. Robert accepted and when he returned from the walk, he picked up his guitar and was suddenly filled with talent. So this part of Robert's life can be found in some of his songs. So some songs that seem to be talking about his deal with Satan are Crossroad Blues and Me and the Devil Blues. Creepily, Robert died in 1938 under mysterious circumstances. He was only 27 years old, which is mysterious in itself since a high number of musicians have died at this age. Some of these musicians include Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, Janice Coughlin, Jim Morris, and Amy Winehouse, and many more. Some say that Robert was killed by a jealous husband after he flirted with his wife, and others said that he died from some, some sickness. However, his death is a mystery, and no one really knows where his actual grave is located. Ooh. So, Robert was dragged down to hell. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Well, you dragged to hell. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> another guitarist who sold his soul is Jimmy Page who was the guitarist of one of the greatest bands ever, Led Zeppelin. Ooh. So Jimmy Page was known as the greatest musician at the time and went on to be one of the most uh, like highly talked about guitarists in history. Jimmy was tied to dark arts and witchcraft and devil worshipping that it was rumored that Jimmy was an avid devil worshipper and that he, spare, or he spent his spare time summoning demons. <laughs> Like you do on no, your... and not practicing his music. No, he was summoning <laughs> demons. I mean, it's your spare time. What do you do to kick back and relax? You summon demons. <laughs> so it was speculated that he made a deal with the devil. Obviously, if he's summoning demons, I guess. Mm -hmm. The rumors exploded when Jimmy bought the house of a former infamous dark occultist, Aleister Crowley, who many bands referenced in their songs. So, like, other bands just referenced this guy, this occultist. Nice. Um, so Jimmy never really talked about these rumors. He would kind of just laugh them off and say, I don't really want to go on about my personal beliefs or my involvement in magic. 
So is he covering something up? Probably. Yeah. Never denied it. Never denied it. I wouldn't say he's covering it up. He's mm. the only talk about it. It's his personal life. You know what? Fair. I respect that. <laughs> okay, so the last musician I want to talk about is Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah. So Bob Dylan was known for going through a Christian phase. However, it was during this phase that he released the worst records in his career. Wow. Uh, so he sold his soul to Satan instead. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, though. At the beginning of his career, he was known for songs aimed at bringing justice to the oppressed. However, seemingly out of nowhere, he changed the tune of his songs and instead started writing songs about drugs and rock and roll, I guess, <laughs> and didn't mention social justice ever again. It was said that it was during this time that Bob Dylan made a deal with Satan for fame and wealth. There was an interview which people claim is evidence that he made a deal with Satan. In the interview, Dylan says that he made a bargain and he was trying to hold up his end of the deal. When the interviewer asked him what the bargain was, he says it was to get to where he was and that he made the deal with the chief commander. The interviewer then asks him if the chief commander was of this earth, and Dylan responded with, on this earth and the earth, and the world we can't see. Wow. There was, like, a lot more, and I was gonna write more because I was super interested, but I ended up falling asleep instead. But this is a solid three full pages yeah, of deals awesome. with Satan. Hope you enjoyed. That was glorious. Let us know. Have you made a deal with Satan? Yeah. Maybe, did it work? Like, let us know. Let us like, know. did you get a better deal than we did? It because, didn't work uh, for us. yeah. We're so. He broke. gave us 49 cents and. And, like, four of those cents aren't even worth anything anymore. Yeah. Because we don't even have. He didn't pennies. even give us a full 50 cents. Like, yeah, two quarters would have been better. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Let us know. It kind of makes me wonder if that's how, like, horrible musicians become so famous, too. Like, they just suck, Mm. but they somehow are mainstream. Like, blood on the dance floor? Yeah. (laughs) Come fight me. I don't even care. (laughs) Come at us, bro. We'll we'll beat you up. (laughs) Fight me. We'll win. I don't even care. Yeah. We aren't concerned about you. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, though. So I'm excited to hear what you got. Yeah, so... Um, I'm not even sure what we had this, like, decided on this week. Is something, I don't even know. Well, this kind of involves it all. Yay. So, once upon a time... In the 1980s. Ooh, so far, far long ago. I know. Oh, wow, I don't even remember that age. <laughs> <laughs> there was a middle-aged woman who went by the name Julia. She was your average lady, liked to wear black flowing clothes, dark eyeshadow all the way up to her temples. Say. <laughs> she led a cult. And was possessed by a demon. Oh, same. Likely Satan himself. In fact, she liked to call herself Satan's queen. I don't know. That seems like edgelord to me. But this is the 80s, so she's the real deal. Oh, of course. No, sorry. I forgot it was the 80s. <laughs> and not 2011. <laughs> so yeah, your everyday gal in the USA. One day, Julia figured maybe she should try to get this demon situation under control. <laughs> And she contacted her local priest, who then referred her to an exorcist. And that is how she met Dr. Richard Gallagher. Now, Gallagher was not an exorcist person, no. Gallagher was actually an Ivy League educated board certified psychiatrist who teaches at Columbia University. He had his education at Princeton and Yale. Wow. So yeah, real smart dude. He took a pro bono case from a priest who had mentioned this Julia lady, and the priest wanted Richard to, like, check her out and see if maybe she had a mental illness before they go forward with, uh, like, a possession thing. I mean, I respect that. Good, good on the priest. Mm-hmm. 
But instead of helping Julia with her mental health, as he thought he would be doing, he ended up getting involved in a life-altering situation. Oh. Good. Yeah. So, Richard didn't always plan in this career, specifically helping people with demons. In fact, he thought demonic possession was a thing that old religions used to used to understand mental disorders and illnesses and such, and he calls himself a man of science, ironically. But if you were to ask him today, he would say demonic possession is a very real thing. He has seen people suddenly speak perfect Latin, sacred objects fly across a room, secrets revealed that the possessed wouldn't have any knowledge of, and a 90-pound woman who threw a 200-pound object like it were nothing. He believed this is all beyond psychiatry. Now he works as a consultant closely with clergy to help identify actual possessions. Wow. Yes. So this is still pretty recent. Like, his story kind of started coming out in, like, 2008, and he still does, like, interviews and stuff. Hmm. So, it wasn't until he met Julia that his life changed. Julia relieved Gallagher of his doubts, and they got together an exorcist task force. They met in a chapel of a house and began. Julia was able to disclose personal information like Gallagher's mother's cause of death, which was ovarian cancer. She knew that the cats had been frightened the day before she she came, which Gallagher believes, like, Julia caused it. Because she, mm-hmm. like, walked in and she was like, Hey, Richard! <laughs> You liked the cats last night? And he's like, Julia, if you do that again, I will end this. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my cats alone. He was not happy. And she was able to come over the phone with a demonic voice with the doctor and the priest were on the line together. Oh, okay. They were like talking after one of her exorcisms and suddenly she came on with her like, demonic voice. <laughs> that was terrifying. <laughs> I can do a demon voice, too. <laughs> Am I possessed? Yes. <laughs> Am I? Oh, my God. My best friend's exorcism. Okay. Oh, we did say we were going to go on Dr. Phil with that story. <laughs> this is the beginning, guys. <laughs> Next time you see us, we'll be on Dr. Phil. Is this is this our break? Is this what we've been waiting for since we made that deal? And I you're think like, Great, so. The devil? We're going to be on Dr. Phil. We've yes! peaked. <laughs> Goals met. Okay. So yeah, what convinced him that Julia was the real deal was that she would periodically fall into trances accompanied by threats and taunts such as, Leave her alone, you idiot! She's ours! Leave, you imbecile priest! (laughs) Leave her alone, you stink idiot! (laughs) The voice was sometimes guttural and vaguely masculine and high-pitched at other times. Julia's comments usually expressed hatred for anything religious. Animal-like growls, unhuman-like sounds also came from her. Julia also exhibited enormous strength. Despite the religious sisters and three others holding her down with all their might, they struggled to restrain her. For about 30 minutes, she actually levitated about half a foot in the air. Wow. Yeah. So Julia had eight exorcisms in total. True possession can sometimes be taken care of in one exorcism, but at other times it can take years, said Gallagher. It can depend on the willingness of the victims to help themselves. The exorcism makes the demonic hold on the person weaker, but the person's response also influences the outcome. So although she had requested an exorcism, Julia was still actively involved in the cult. She was perfectly aware that she was possessed and she did not like that, he said. <laughs> what an inconvenience. Yeah. It's like, I'm just trying to run a cult where, like, I'm Satan's queen, but, like, I'm possessed and... I didn't I, ask for I, this. I don't want to be possessed. <laughs> I just want Satan to notice me. <laughs> wow. So, he said it turned out that she refused to leave the cult, so she was not someone who was going to be helped. But she was also afraid of the cult. She was torn. She, mm. she was really conflicted on 
where yeah. her values, you know. I mean, fair. If you're, yeah. like, a cult leader, like, you're, mm. like, super popular. And people really you're like you. You're a guru. You. Basically, yeah. yeah. If you're, no like, fair. oh, you're so great, Julia. Wow. And, like, and like a would... lot of people are looking up to you. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. No I wonder if she got possessed in the first place. I wouldn't want to leave that. Yeah. And then... They're like, you have to leave the call if you don't want to be possessed. And she's like, eh, I don't know, man. Could she pretend? Yeah. <laughs> like, fair enough. I guess um, the cult outweighed her concerns about possession. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so eventually Julia stopped the sessions. Gallagher didn't hear from her again until one day on the phone when Julia called to say that she had been suffering from cancer. The doctor offered to try some more exorcist stuff while she was still physically able, and she said she would give it some thought, but she hasn't been heard from since, so Gallagher believes she probably passed away. Probably. So yeah, that's the uh, story of the doctor who believes in exorcist, no, believes in de- demons and <laughs> Satan. It, yeah, apparently he's super, like, scientific about it and stuff. I mean, well, it's good, I guess. Yeah. You know, like... Talking, like, all jokes aside, seriously, I don't, like, okay, I get, like, super freaked out when I talk, when we talk about possessions, uh-huh. ever. Okay. Like, I don't believe in a hell, I don't actually believe in a saint, I don't believe in demons, but demonic possession is the one where I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, what if I am wrong? <laughs> and what if I get possessed next? Oh my god. And that's when I get super terrified. You would be the one to get possessed, too, out of the two of us. My life is so mundane, nothing cool ever happens to me. Thanks. (laughs) I'm always, like... Okay, because when I grew up in church, one thing they always taught us was that you have to let demons possess you. Oh, Which goes back to, like, wow, even, like, demons respect consent. Just saying, even demons respect consent. Then just don't give them consent. Well, so one thing I always did was, if I was home alone, I mean, I don't do this anymore, but before when I was, like, super scared about it, I would, like, out loud, I would say, don't possess me, demons. I don't consent. I don't want to get out of my house. Like, I haven't done this since. And I remember one time I told you I was home by myself, and instead of saying, don't possess me, I said, demons, please don't judge me. Yes, I remember that. (laughs) Which is like, I mean, fair, please don't. (laughs) Do you imagine, instead of getting possessed, you get demons criticizing your life, Georgia? Oh my god. I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Out of all the things you can do, and then I start crying? You just, like get out of the shower and there's a note written in the mirror that says like wow you haven't washed the floors in like two weeks yeah, <laughs> like judging you. wow you haven't eaten a vegetable in two days um mm. okay <laughs> and no wonder you're so unhealthy yeah you're just on the phone with your sister or something mm. something there's this demon voice being like like, I don't even know. What did you, what would they judge you for? I don't know. Watching, rewatching all of Bob's Burgers for the millionth time? <laughs> hmm. Wow. Spending your day off laying in bed? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? So tell us, what do you think's worse, demonic possession or demons judging you? Let us know. I think I'd rather be possessed. To be honest, I'm too scared of possession that I think I'll just be okay with sobbing as they throw insults at me. Maybe it's still that part of me that was just raised very Christian that oh, it was so engraved. Yeah. I just think of um my best friend's exor- exorcism and like how you know reading that all book, the perks she got from it. I I mean like, okay. sort of there was like wasn't she like. Okay, did it go she was, like, super great, and then afterwards she went to shit? Or she went to shit first, and then suddenly... I can't remember. Neither. I just remember it's like she was, like, super beautiful and everybody loved her. Yeah. And everybody changed. It was weird. Oh, because she started kind of, like, possessing her other friends, wasn't it? Well, she was, like, ruining their lives, basically. Okay. Um, but yeah, reading that book, I love that book, but again, it was about demonic possession, so the whole time reading it, I was super nervous, and I remember one time, I was walking home, and someone was having a barbecue, 
So I smelled smoke, and one of the first signs that you're possessed <gasps> is you smell smoke. Oh, yeah. So for, like, a second, I literally thought I was going to be possessed. That book was so graphic, though. It was. Because they, like, go to some, like, field trip, and there's, like, fetuses in a bucket. Oh, yeah. Remember, that doesn't even make sense to me. I was like, what is going on? It's demonic possession. You don't have to understand it. <laughs> they were on a field trip. I mean, demons are everywhere, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> especially when you're possessed. They were, like, in anyway, some super demons, Catholic school. And... Please don't possess me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's such a good book. If you guys want a good book to read, please read My Best Friend's Exorcism. By Grady Hendrix. By Grady Hendrix. It is excellent. I read his other books, but I didn't like them. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, very unfortunate. Obviously, we just need more teenage girls and Satan. It's like, I really like the Merciless. Yeah. Because there was Satan and teenage girls. That was and crazy. I know. And I still want to write my, like, my story idea of, like, a sa- a teenage satanic call in the middle of Saskatchewan. Please. Because I think we have the perfect... I think I need that in my life. Uh, we have the perfect setting for it, I think. We do, really. But, yeah. oh my god, like, everywhere you go, there's, like, these... Okay. You know what? I actually, like, kind of know about a cult from Saskatchewan. Just because, like, people at my lake always talked about it. I don't know. It's weird. Apparently it was an art camp. Oh, all those artists. Except when the cops would pull into the lot, they would all run into the trees. <laughs> those pesky artists. <laughs> So yeah, it was, I don't know, that's just what I've been told. I don't know any truth behind it, but like... That's funny. Weird. That was like <clears throat> way back in like 80s, 90s. Wild things happened in the 80s? Oh yeah. Eyeshadow up to their temples. Yeah. And like, my best friend's exorcism took place in the 80s. Did it? Yeah. Don't you remember? I did not catch on to this. You didn't catch on? I was just thinking about the fetuses the whole time. From start to finish. <laughs> Is that also the book that had the rollerblading? Yeah. Like, that's how they met. Yeah. They were rollerblading, and then she fell down and chipped her teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was in the 80s, because they talked sense. about, like, how... Like, E.T. had just come out. Oh, yeah, and you're stuff. right. And she was super into E.T. And at first she thought her, like, this girl was weird. She's like, you haven't seen E.T.? Only cool people have seen E.T. Yeah. E. Like, so you're not cool because yeah, you okay, haven't seen E.T. Yeah, and then there was, like, other, like, references. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, it took place in the 80s. Demonic possession in the 80s, I guess. And then serial killers in the 70s. Well, now I understand why they didn't just, like, call her when she went missing in the woods. Oh, yeah. I'm like, where's her cell phone? (laughs) You know, I always forget, every time I read, like, historical fiction or I'm watching a movie that does not take place where people had cell phones, my mind is still like, just take your cell phone. Like, it's not that hard. Like, when I was reading Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. And it's like, why why is she using... A pay phone, just use your phone, then I realized. Is the new movie, is it modern, or is it modern? I don't know, oh. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. I just remember when they redid Carrie, they made it modern, like she had a cell mm-hmm. phone and stuff. I don't know. Well, I was listening to the most recent What's Black Up Do With It episode where they talked about Pet Cemetery. Though, they didn't, well, everyone I talked to didn't like the new one. Let's go see it together. It's at Rainbow. Like, I was kind of waiting for that. Okay, let's go see it. So, we could go on, like, a Toonie Tuesday and pay $2 to go see yep. it. Let's do it. Like, because Sylvia went and she didn't like it. Mm. But then, like, I watched the old movie and I didn't like it that... Like, I didn't like it. Did I was, you really like the book? I loved the book. The book was really good. Interesting. But I didn't like the 80s. But everyone said that the 80s movie was really good, but I personally was didn't like didn't like it yeah i don't know okay well yeah so this was our uh book talk podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh us bitching about high school yeah and our shitty ex-boyfriends yes shouts out to them hi i, I really you're not ha- doing well <laughs> i really hope my ex-boyfriend isn't listening because oh <laughs> okay that would just be weird if he is that would be weird especially if you're listening long- like stop like 
That's just weird. It is weird. But then I think, like, would I listen to, like, if you had a podcast where no, I listen to I it? Wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't. Plus, like, what's he going to talk about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to talk about? Probably not anything interesting. My ex would talk about his failed rock career. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about how he's still trying to make it as a yeah, rapper with all his lettuce. <laughs> okay, for all those who don't know, when I was working at a grocery store. I'm pretty sure you told them. Oh, did I? Well, I'm going to tell you again. again. When I was working at a grocery store, I was just hanging out, waiting for my shift to be done. And then suddenly I look up and I'm like, hey, that dude looks familiar. Turns out it's Chazne's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> so I was like, all right, he's buying groceries. What he what did he buy? He bought like forty five dollar forty five dollars worth of lettuce. That's all he bought, and the whole time he refused to make eye contact with me. It was so awkward. I remember being like, "How do you want to pay?" And he didn't even answer. He just held up his card to my face so I could see it. And I'm like, <laughs> I just want to get the shift over with. How rude! When I see his friends, like when they come to my store, I like smile and wave. I'm like, oh, hey, how are you guys doing? You should take selfies with them. I should. Okay, but I make fun of them all the time, too. <laughs> <laughs> They're just very ironic people. So. Yeah. Okay, well, if you uh, liked this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you thought. And hit us up on Instagram at The Woods Podcast. Yeah, and email us all of your shitty dude stories at thewoodspodcast at gmail.com. And give us a little tweet tweet on the Twitter Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) You can do that by contacting us at Woods Podcast. Do not put a the. We are not the Woods Podcast on Twitter. Somebody took that. Yeah, and they're not even a podcast. No, like who who are they even? Non-existent. Who are you? There are like alternative universe egos oh where we failed (laughs) (laughs) where we gave up (laughs) the first week good thing we didn't yeah uh and we'd like to thank jason shaw for our theme running waters you know it stay spooky and we'll see you next time Bye bye